Welcome back to the boys. We got episode 11 of the Bench Press Podcast. As always, we got the Founding Fathers in the studio. We got myself, Bennett Snyder. We got Wesley Statman Minky to my right. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> we got Cameron Robertson, Krab across from me. How we doing? And we got producer Timmy to my left. What up, boys? Listen. Before we get into anything, as always, the Bench Press Podcast is presented by Max's Meals. Crab, what are you doing? If you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. Donate. It's a great charity. Great cause run by great people. As always, it doesn't change. If anything, it's just getting better mm-hmm. as the days go on. Only Some better. would say. It's Only up best. from here. It's the best. Another thing. We've got to apologize. We dropped the ball. Yep. We dropped the ball on Wednesday's episode. We wanted to get Ross Parrish in the studio for an episode, and we just had some things go wrong. We couldn't get an episode out to you all on Wednesday, so we've got a little bit of making up to do. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and tell you how it's going to start. Today's episode, we're going to speed through re- recap. Then we're going to speed through predictions. Next week, we've got three different interviews coming your way. Oh, my god! Three different interviews coming That's your way. That's a lot. No way. We're bringing Ross Parrish on next Wednesday's, <gasps> Wednesday's episode. He's going to be He's going to be back. Come on. It's going to be a great episode, as always. Our Wednesday episodes, always great. Love then that. Friday's episode, we're doubling down on interviews. Oh, Our no first way. ever Friday interview, we're getting two different guys in. I'm not going to share that yet. Maybe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no way. Chance for more. We could have more than two interviews on Friday's episode. No way. To be announced. There might be more. We're going to keep you all guessing. Come on. But there is a significant event going on next Friday that we are all in on. But we're going to keep you guys guessing. But I'm still can, can confirm Ross Parrish will be here Wednesday's episode. Lock it in. Lock of the century. Wow. Lock of Let's the go. century. Hype me up. You know what else was lock of the century? Rams beating the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Matthew well. Stafford didn't play his best game, but God, did he get Bobby Trees the football. Krob, I know you love Bob Woods. The Rams win this one 26-17. Is the bigger story Bob Woods getting the football or Russell Wilson getting injured? The bigger story is Russell Wilson getting injured. The Seahawks are dead in the water without Russ. Uh, it's safe to say at this point the season is over for Seahawks fans. The Rams have so many weapons. It was only a matter of time before Bobby Trees got the football for the tune of 12 receptions for 150 yards. That's why the Rams are so damn dangerous. Uh, rest in peace to the Seahawks 2021 season. It's tough to see it go down this way. Poor Seahawks. Then we had a little London game this Ooh. Sunday. A little 9.30 a.m. morning football. Tim, can we blame anyone but ourselves? We went. We picked 4-0 on Jets. The Falcons ended up winning this one 27-20. Is there anyone to blame but ourselves? The only person you can really blame is us. Bob Sol- I, can't, I, I can't blame Bob Soller or Zach Wilson for having mm. playing poorly. That's on us. We shoulder the load there. I, we humbly apologize to Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. It was our fault. Our fault. Moving into the 1 o'clock games, Wes, it would be wrong not to start with your Dolphins. The Buccaneers win this one 45-17. I mean, I don't even know what you want to talk about, but I'll let you say your truth for sure. Tua is back. He's back this Sunday. 9.30 a.m. start in London. That's what you want to talk Dolphins about from beat this the Jags. game? I don't care about this game. This game was a waste. The Dolphins looked terrible. and Nothing came out of it. So, right. Let's move on then. I learned nothing. Krub. You're known to be a Taylor Heineke truther a bit. Some some would say he didn't look too good in this Sunday's game. You know, the Saints win this one 33 to 22. Heineke did not play well. Jameis, famous Jameis, Jimmy Winston, Jimbo. 
Throws for four touchdowns, no interceptions. Didn't have a great completion percentage. What are you taking away from this Saints 33-22 to win? You know, it's a sad day to be a Taylor Heineke truther because it looks like this is the beginning of the end here. Ryan Fitzpatrick potentially coming off the IR after this upcoming uh, week against the Chiefs. But uh, I'm not going to pin this on Heineke. Yeah, do you have a bad game? Yeah, quarterbacks play bad. I'm putting this all on the Washington defense, which is so much worse than everyone expected coming into the season. How do you let a Hail Mary end at the end of the first half? How do you let a 70-yard touchdown to Traquan Smith? Like, this game was just not a good performance from that Washington secondary, which is what we've seen all the year. So as much as this is the beginning of the end of the Heineke era, um, I want to enjoy it while I can. As you should. And then our first clap it up of the show. Let's clap it up. Tim Steelers get a dub. Finally at home against the Broncos. They move to 2-3. and three. Congrats, Tim. Tim, Ben Roethlisberger did not look too bad, but I'm going to go ahead and another round of applause for Tim. Another round of applause. He's getting double here. That's Timmy. He called a break a, a breakout game from Najee Harris. Najee Harris showed up. He balled out. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like if if not if the Steelers can run the football, then it looks like Ben can be a competent enough quarterback to win football games, and that's really all that they can ask for this year. Beyond that, they really can't shoulder too much on him. They can really only expect him to make the throws he has to make, and that's only when he has it supported by the run game, which. With a game against the Seahawks coming, worst rush defense in the league looks like that could continue this week. I'm yeah. hoping it will. I gotta talk about this one. My Bengals losing at home, 25 to 22 against Howie. the Green Bay Packers. Gosh, guys, you know I'm an Evan McPherson truther. I guess it would have been a little too good to be true if he made three game-winning field goals in his first five. I mean, he had plenty of opportunities. So did Mason Crosby. Let's be real. Neither of those guys should have missed five combined field goals. No. In the end, Aaron Rodgers outduels Joe Burrow a bit. I didn't like that Zach Taylor took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands late and settled for longer field goals when we could have just kept driving with Joe Burrow. But I think we'll get into that later about Zach Taylor's play calling. It's a bit questionable, but regardless, the Bengals aren't in too bad of condition here after a three-point loss to the Packers. Wes, Hmm. your Carolina Panthers Playoff prediction, not looking too great. They lose Sunday to the Philadelphia Eagles 21-18 to in a game they really just blew. They did not yeah. want to win that one. Only three second-half points, Wes. Yeah, I mean, Darnold did not look good this game. That was evident. Uh, maybe we slowed on the idea of Sam Darnold being great. Panthers played pretty poorly. Second half, as you said, Eagles looked good. Eagles defense showed up, and the Eagles got it done. Good for the Eagles. Shout out Max Jalen Hurts truther. I don't know if I'm with him yet, but Hurts <laughs> two rushing touchdowns in this one. Krob, it's a little weird that the Lions have lost two games 17 to 19 off game winning field goals. It's not a little weird. That's what's called the Calvin Johnson curse, my friends. Pay the man his goddamn money. I mean, it's a million dollars. Just fork it up. I mean, the Lions Chill Ford Hamp. They battle every game. MCDC's putting his life, his blood, his sweat, his tears on the line. He's crying in the press conference about how much he loves his team and how goddamn unlucky the Detroit Lions are. They're cursed. All I they got to do is give DeAndre Swift the football, and they're going to win the game. They don't give him the football early. They give him the football late, and that's why they're in these games come back, coming back late and then ultimately lose. Tim. We're talking about truthers all over the place here. We are. It's pretty easy to be a truther of this guy. Derrick Henry, when he plays the Jaguars, I mean, you better just expect production. He scores three touchdowns in this one. The Titans win 37-19. to Anything you're taking away from this one? Tannehill is yet to have a game this year where I'm like, wow, he still is the Tannehill from a couple years ago who came in and relieved Mariota. I know there's been injuries to receivers, but that's no excuse, I think, for 
poor quarterback play. You still have to put the ball in the vicinity of the receiver, no matter who it is. I know they're not getting as open as a guy like Julio Jones or A.J. Brown, but I think that this team's going to take him as far as Derrick Henry can carry him, and I don't know if that's the playoffs. We're going to see that division is just Very awful. Bad. Awful. So Horrific. If I was to take a front runner right now, I would still <laughs> probably go with the Titans. Crop, I'm going to come over to you with this one. The Patriots get to win 25-22. Two rookie quarterbacks here. Mac Jones, I guess you could say, outduels Davis Mills. But Davis Mills looked good. No, I would say Davis Mills outdueled Mac Jones. But uh, Mac Jones' defense came up when it when it mattered most. Davis Mills, 21 for 29, 312, and three tuds. He threw to a guy who just got signed off the practice squad for some bombs. Chris Moore, five catches, 109, and a touchdown. Um, some people around this table would be pretty happy if we were 21-plus uh, that the Patriots came back and were Very able true. to win this game. Very true. But, um, yeah, it was weird. We talked about Bill Belichick giving rookie quarterbacks fits, and Davis Mills seemed to uh, not fall victim to that. And, one, um, one in 11 since 2014. It's unfortunate because Tyrod Taylor is on his, on his way back, and uh, that's the end of big neck Dave but I mean he played pretty well this week if you would have told me to pick one quarterback who I thought would give Bill Belichick problems Davis Mills probably would have ranked 32 out of 32 in the NFL if I was picking right now out of starters Wes I'm going to move on to you but before I do that we're going to look at this Bears Raiders game I just realized that we missed out on a whole lot of John Gruden talk with our missed episode on Wednesday so we got to talk about it real quick John Gruden out with the Las Vegas Raiders I mean golly he basically, his emails, he didn't miss one, one Marginalized topic. group. No, I mean, he offended basically everyone. Everyone John Gruden went after. And we talked about it and privately a bit. They weren't even investigating John Gruden. They were investigating Dan Snyder of the Washington football team. And they just happened to find all these things about John Gruden. Tim? It came out earlier today that they're retiring Sean Taylor's number yep. this Sunday. A lot of people are saying it's a PR stunt for them to try and shift focus away from the emails, which look like they're probably going to be released next week. Everything from the whole Washington football team investigation, people are kind of expecting it might be time for Dan Snyder to sell the team. It's ridiculous because why the NFL, I mean, I guess the NFL can pick and choose what they start with, but there must just be so much with that Washington football team that they're probably still looking through it, picking and choosing what they really want the people to know because it's probably that bad because John Gruden's actions, we do not condone. condone. We specifically condemn the views expressed by uh, former coach Gruden. I'm proud of you guys. And we even saw it. Buccaneers, he's out of their ring of honor. Madden taking him out of the game. This dude's done. He is toast. He will never have another career in the NFL. So, Wes, the Bears go on the road to Las Vegas and get a win. Justin Fields' second career win as a starter. Do we think that maybe part of the Gruden situation had to do with the Raiders coming out and playing so flat? I'm going to assume it has to be because when he says he doesn't want to be a distraction to the team, that seems like he was a distraction to the team and he had to step away for a reason. This obviously is a very prevalent reason as to why you would step away from the team. But back to the Bears side of things, Justin Fields looks more confident than he did in that first game against the uh, Browns when he started. So I don't know if that's just defensive, like he's facing obviously a, better, a worse defense in the Raiders than he was in the Browns. But I think confidence of being uh, letting the world know you are the starter and Nagy coming out and saying that explicitly in a conversation to Justin Fields and then Andy Dalton repping him kind of puts a little weight off of Justin Fields' shoulders, and I think he's played better since then. I agree. Krob, we're going to stick on the topic of the Browns. Wes just brought him up. The Browns, 
God, they are what the first team ever to have forty plus points, five hundred plus yards, no turnovers, and to lose a football game. Crab, they lose on the road at the Chargers, forty-seven forty-two. What are you taking away from this yeah, one? Yeah, first team to ever do that, and obviously there's a uh, questionable pass interference call there Very late towards the end of the game, but. That's football. Referees are going to get involved. You got to come up over it. I mean, great game between two great teams. Potential AFC Championship preview. Uh, I think both these teams are going to be a okay. The Chargers are four and one with a uh, they're a kicker away from being five and zero. I mean, they get a better kicker. The Chargers are arguably the best team in football. The Browns, I mean, they're banged up as all get out right now. They're somehow three and two, and they are in every game. I mean. They need they need Jarvis Landry back. Yeah, and it's uh, he did say he's supposed to be back within. I think they have a three game home stand over the next three weeks, and he's potentially aiming to come back any of the three weeks. So I'm, I'm hoping he will. I'd say both these teams can be pretty positive they coming out of this week. <laughs> they do that passing game's hurting. That running game is always going to be there with Hunt and Chubb, but you need to be a balanced offense. Baker's got to have people to throw the football to, and it's not looking like OBJ is still the weapon he is. I'm coming over you, Tim. The Cardinals moved to five and zero. They. Beat the 49ers. Trey Lance's first career start. What do we see in this one? Anything promising from Trey Lance? There were some flashes, but obviously that's with any quarterback in any game. I didn't think Trey Lance looked exceptionally great. I didn't think that Kyle Shanahan's game plan for him was exceptionally great, which is kind of why a lot of people always say, oh, any quarterback can play in Shanahan's system. Well, Trey Lance really couldn't on Sunday. He carried the ball 16 times which is a lot for a rookie's first start. I think that they've probably put a little too much on his plate, especially against the team that just came off beating the Rams like they did. The Cardinals got it done. It wasn't pretty. It, they should have won by more, but 5-0 is 5-0. Best thing about being 5-0 is going 6-0. I mean, they, Chance to go 6-0. Eh. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and make a pro comp for Trey Lance. You tell me what you guys think of it. Trey Lance is Robert Griffin the three. Or the third. Wow. Robert Griffin the third. RG triple sticks. That's a big comparison, honestly. I see a lot of similarities. I do. I think they run similarly. I think Lance has a little bit better of an arm than RG3 did, but I think RG3 was more accurate. I was going to say, I haven't seen the accuracy from Trey Lance enough to give I mean, that comparison my seal of approval, but I definitely see the running sort of comparison. Both go in the top three. Both have... Head coach is the last name Shanahan as their head coach. Both had a lot more hype in, in college, and yeah, didn't really. I mean, I guess Robert Griffin the third won the Heisman. I mean, he co- did. No, I'm saying he did well in the NFL for he what, was a couple years. He was rookie of the year. One year, yeah, a couple years. Yeah, ago. over Andrew Luck. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, luck. the thing is, like, how long is that comparison going to hold till he eventually falls off, like RG three did? We're gonna see. So. We are gonna see. Crab coming to you, Cowboys four and one. I mean, golly, they look elite. Speaking of elite, Trayvon Diggs maybe elite. Another one. I mean, it's becoming a weekly occurrence at this point that he's picking off the quarterback. You know, not much to say about this game. Happy the Cowboys got a dominant win. Uh, prayers up to all the Giants players that got injured. It seems like their entire team got hurt. Obviously, Dan Dimes stumbling off the field. Um, Saquon's ankle looks the size of a, I don't even I don't know, ball. it's huge. We're going to talk about Dan Dimes in a little bit, but real quick, did you see that there's a chance he's going to play this Sunday? I did. He's highly questionable this Sunday. Uh, Kenny Galladay already doubtful. Slayton and Shepard could both potentially be back, and Kadarius Tony looks on track to uh, continue what he's been doing the past two weeks. He's been balling. Wes, I'm coming over you Sunday night football fellow AFC East foe, the Buffalo Bills, went to Arrowhead Stadium and they did their thing. They made Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense look silly. Yeah, the Bills look really, really good. And I think we all knew they were good. 
I think this was supposed to be their big test, and their defense proved to us that, I mean, they can slow down the Chiefs. I think they can slow down anybody. Buffalo's won each of their last 11 wins by 10-plus points. That's the longest streak since 1998. So this, this Bills defense and this Bills team in general can play, they can win, they can win by a lot. I'm telling you, the X factor of this offense is Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Once again, he catches two touchdowns in this one. Only three catches, but two touchdowns in this one. Deep threat. He's a deep threat, and I'm telling you, they have to. Cole Beasley, even though he's not having the greatest statistical season, you have to cover him in the slot. He is Absolutely. Arguably, he is arguably the best uh, wide receiver in the slot in the NFL. Then you've got Stephon Diggs on the outside. You've got to put your best corner over Stephon Diggs. Have to, because he's a top five receiver in the NFL. So then what? Emmanuel Sanders is getting your third best corner every single game. That is a, mis- well, a mismatch. And, and, and say this, you don't load the box. Josh Allen takes off and runs for 10 yeah. yards. Well, and you got to keep in mind that now you got to be careful over the top because Dawson Knox is going yes. deep. And you got a tight end going deep. That's ridiculous. I mean, this Bills team is dangerous. If, yeah. I, was, if I was to place any bet, if I was 21, obviously, on a Super Bowl champ, I don't know how I could go against the Bills right now. Even with the Cardinals being 5-0, and the Bills look like the best team I would say the only team I can see other than that, maybe the Rams, just because they are the most... As we said, complete team, it feels like, in the NFL. But the Bills are proven they're, they're more complete through five games. They're balling. Golly, Monday Night Football, what a way to wrap up. It seems like the the Ravens are really good at giving us games in primetime. I'm a little upset this was their third primetime game in five weeks. But they put on a show, and Lamar Jackson proved that. I mean, Tim, what were his yards accounted for in this one? The Ravens had 523 yards of total offense. Lamar Jackson accounted for 504 of them. I'd say that's pretty damn efficient. He throws only six incomplete passes, 37 of 43, 442 yards, and four touchdowns. Also carries the ball 14 times for 62 yards. A showcase game for Mark Andrews in this one. 11 catches, 147 yards, two touchdowns. Hollywood Brown must have had some girlfriends in attendance. He catches two touchdowns in this one as well. Really, this Ravens team looks good. We were against them coming off week one. They're hot. They lose their 100-plus rushing yard streak. Congrats to Tim Steelers for uh, holding on to that record for well, one more year. Well, it's tied. It's it's still tied, yeah. right? The, didn't the Ravens tie it they up? They tied it, but, I mean, yeah. still the Steelers record, if Sh- you say so. Shout out Mark Andrews for one hell of a tribute uh, game for his grandmother. Yes, I saw that. We're happy. We love to see games like that because not only did he catch two touchdowns, caught two two-point conversions as well. Basically, Every single career stat that Mark Andrews... I believe Andrews, he had a career high in every single statistic. Every single stat. Yep. That is ridiculous. We're happy for you, Mark Andrews. So that wraps up NFL recap. Okay. That was pretty quick. I liked how quick we did that. We that did do good. it pretty was, quickly. I would say that was efficient as fuck. Some como se dice, yeah. Como se dice, efficient as fuck. So it's time to get into college football now. Guys, I hope you don't mind me taking a little bit of a victory lap. The cats rolled. Man, did the cats roll. They went at home against LSU, which does not happen very often. No, 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 it does not. Will Levis showed up, looked like, dare I bring out the H word, he looked like a Heisman contender. He did. They went 42-21. Chris Rodriguez, another absolutely dominant game on the ground. Man, oh, man, I'm excited about this Kentucky Wildcats team, man. Mm -hmm. They bought out 42-21, like I said. Levis, three touchdown passes, two rushing touchdowns, first Kentucky quarterback to do that in the modern era. I mean, I'm really excited about this team, guys. As you should be. They're a good team. They deserve to be a top 10 team. I've learned that over the past couple of days. Thank I've, you. As I've learned more about Kentucky, they, they, deserve be, they do deserve to be a top 10 team, but I think their biggest test is going to be this week, and that's going to be their reality check. And we're going to get into that one, but we got we to gotta go to this game second. Have to. How in the hell did Alabama lose to Texas A&M? <laughs> 
How? Did Jimbo yeah. Fisher oh, just Fisher. save four years of his job, Tim? Uh, did you guys see the guy on TikTok who was at the Texas game? Yeah, I saw that. And the uh, Alabama game? He was he rushed the field in slides for the Texas game when Oklahoma walked it off. And then he was in the stands for the Texas A&M game and, walk, uh, and walked it off and ran on the field in slides. Made a TikTok about it. Went to two games, rushed the field twice, got pictures with uh, the kicker from... Texas A&M and the running back from Oklahoma. That's pretty badass. That's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. I mean, I don't think anyone saw this. Bryce Young didn't even necessarily play bad. Still throws for 370 yards and three touchdowns. Probably still the Heisman favorite. But I mean, really, this is, I mean, I guess it's technically a rivalry game. Not really, but this, the biggest story is this is Nick Nick Saban's first loss to a former assistant coach. Finally. Jimbo Fisher gets it done. And Texas A&M moves on, man. Alabama drops number five in the latest poll. It's going to be interesting to see what Bama can do the rest of the year. Krub, top five matchup. Do you want to just take your victory lap on this one? Because you're all over this Hawkeyes team. Let's roll Hawks. I mean, come on. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't be all over this Hawkeyes team. That offense stinks. Uh, hey, offense doesn't. the offense scores more than the defense uh, lets up, then they win the game. And that's what the Hawks have done for uh, six weeks now. And that's what they did Saturday. They win against Penn State at home 23-20. to Penn State, really unfortunate that Clifford left that game early. If he plays the whole entire game, it's probably a different story, but we can't look at the ifs there. Definitely a different story. <laughs> If. Yes, yes. You're right. If You're is right. the right word. Iowa stays undefeated and moves up to number two in the AP pool. Tim, you already mentioned this one. Oklahoma walks it off against Texas. Outscores Texas 25-7 to in the fourth quarter. Comes all the way back to win that one. Biggest story here, Spencer Rattler benched. Looks like he's gone. As he should be. Tim? Uh, have you guys, so a student reporter at Oklahoma climbed to the top of a building. Two bino- of them. Two of them. two of them. Binoculars to see who was practicing with what team. Caleb Williams getting all the first team reps. They report it. Now Oklahoma media availability for the practice is not available until after the game on Saturday. So Talk about Lincoln Riley, yeah, Lincoln Riley is not happy. And I'm going to be completely honest. We go to Ohio University. Not many great sports going on here. We had a great basketball team last year, but Fantastic. I wish I wish there was stuff like that we could do. But I know Krob, Wes, and I are all in journalism ethics class. Wow, is that unethical. So unethical. Wowzers, was that an unethical move? Ballsy, for sure. Did they probably... Are you sure it's unethical, though? It is, because they didn't let the Oklahoma coach know that they were filming. Those classes, or those practices... They didn't film anything. They simply observed. They found out. Those practices are private for a reason. They are. They simply are. Because now, and let's just be real, they are Oklahoma students trying to write a good story. Who does Oklahoma play next week? Whoever they play, it's probably an important game. Now they know that Caleb Williams is taking the first team reps. That fucks up Oklahoma. Fucks up their own school. That's not Oklahoma what Oklahoma plays TCU. I would not call that an important game at all. Okay. Well, but I yeah, I get what you're saying. I stand corrected. West, real quick. CJ Stroud looked phenomenal. Ohio oh, State yeah, really just looked phenomenal in general. 66 to 17 win against Maryland. Are the Buckeyes back? I have to say they're back. The defense, I know they haven't played great offenses in the past two games, as we'll always say. But the defense looks good. They can finally stop the ball. They look like under the secondary coach instead of Kerry Combs that they can actually call a different defense that is more suited for Ohio State's play as of right now and the skill level they have on the field. The offense has looked phenomenal. C.A. Stroud has firmly put himself back in the Heisman conversation after two great games. The running game's there. The passing game's there. Ohio State looks really good. Krob, I'm going to let you take another victory lap here. You called the Boise State upset on the road at BYU. They win that one 26-17. 
Congrats, buddy. Safe to say I'm hot. You might be hot. Safe to say I'm hot because I still got one more victory lap left. Do you just want to take the floor then? You go with no, it. No, you can no, keep going. I don't even know what your victory lap is. Oh, just how I said that the uh, Ole Miss Arkansas over might be the smash lock of the year. Well, that game, it's 103 total points and mm-hmm. probably, I don't want to say game of the year, might be game of the fantastic year. Fantastic quarterback duel. KJ Jefferson and Matt Corral both look fantastic. Great cool. game. Two bad defenses, but uh, great game. It was. I mean, and let's just be real that game could have gone to overtime if Arkansas wanted it to. Arkansas thought they had the momentum with that late touchdown. They go for two, doesn't work out. That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. It is. As a as a one loss SEC school, I don't know if I would have done that if I was Arkansas. I don't know if I'm pulling that because you still got a chance as a one loss SEC school. You do not have a chance. I respect the move. I'm gonna be honest. I just don't think it was it was ever gonna pay off. We'll see. We're gonna talk possibly on Friday's episode about going for two, Tim. You think we'll touch on going for two on Friday's episode? Oh, I think so. Next Friday's episode. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying "fuck the kick, fuck the kick." Let's go for two. Yeah, it hurts, but once again, we'll get into it. It's it's gonna be a secret surprise. But, but God damn it, do I hate two two point conversions? Crab, the hair is in jeopardy still. Might be bleached. Notre Not a Dame, chance. Notre Dame, Notre goes, Dame is hot. Not Notre Dame ch- goes on the road, beats Virginia Tech 32-29. College football playoff chance is still alive. Don't tell me they're not. They're possibly still alive. I don't know if calling Notre Dame having to be down eight points, set up a touchdown drive to get a two-point conversion, and then win on a last-second field goal because Virginia Tech pisses down their leg. I don't know if that's calling them hot. Just saying, hey, they find a way to win. You know what? There's a no, big difference. Find big, a way difference. To win. big difference between finding a way to win and uh, being hot. Hey, they're hot, though. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. Okay, let's stick with college football. It's now time to preview this coming week. We got to start with my cats again. I'm sorry. I don't want to say I'm being biased right now, but we have to. It's game of the week. That's where college game day is. Have to go. you should end with this game, to be honest with you. Oh, we got to start with it. Kentucky opened up as 23.5-point dogs on the road against Georgia, the number one team in the country now. It's 11 versus 1. Oh, I don't know what to think. Because the bias in me says Kentucky has a shot to win this. I'm telling you, they've got a shot. This is the best team that they have had in a very long time since that Benny Snell, Josh Allen team. And we saw what happened when they got to Georgia in that one. They were 5-0 and and lost when they were the number eight team in the country now. They're 6-0 and for the first time in a very long time. Now they're playing another 6-0 and Georgia team. I'm worried, <coughs> but I'm not going to make the same fatal mistake I made. Kentucky's winning this fucking game. I have to ride with them. They're going to win in a shootout 13 to 10. A shootout. Tim? One of them who I don't think gets talked about a lot about this Kentucky team. Who? The offensive line. No one talks about the offensive line. They're what really makes this team go. That's why Will Levis is able to have so much time to get deep shots to Wandale Robinson and Josh Ali. It's why Chris Rodriguez is chugging along with 25 plus carries a game 6.4 yards per carry yeah averaging six and a half yards a pop that's pretty damn impressive i feel like obviously georgia d-line is very 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 dominant but if linebackers might even be better (laughs) but if if kentucky can control the line of scrimmage i think they have a chance to win this football game they've got they've got a chance crab what are you thinking about this one i'm sorry buddy um georgia's gonna win the football game uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game because it's two teams with two good defenses. I just don't think Kentucky uh, can realistically win this game. In uh, in Athens. You the know, worst Athens. Yeah, fake Athens. Yeah, fake Athens. Very much the, the fake Athens. Um, 
Uga number whatever going to be on the sideline. Uga, Uga what? Who cares? Um, yeah, Uga Joe, cares. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Georgia. I'm gonna take Georgia twenty-one to thirteen. Wes, give me a score I'm prediction. I'm so sorry, dude. I don't think Kentucky has any chance in this game. Georgia's gonna prove why they're dominant, why they're the number one team in the country. That defense is so good. It is a good defense. I'm not, I'm not sure argue. Kentucky's going to score in this game. I really don't think so. They've allowed th- – Georgia allowed 37 points, I believe, 32 UK's points. UK's going to score 38. Uh, I believe year, it's 33. All year long. I don't know if Kentucky's good enough to put a point on them, yeah, to be it's honest 33. with you. Arkansas couldn't do it, and Arkansas has had a shootout game with Ole Miss. I'm going to say Georgia 27, Kentucky 0. That's the, Kentucky can score. That's the dumb, I'll say Kentucky three. That's the, dumb, that's the dumbest show I've ever heard. Tim, you gave me your prediction, or you didn't even really give me your prediction. I need a prediction and a score. After Will Levis bought the offensive line, Shirley Temples. That is a big story. That's a huge story. Breaking it right now. I'm going to say roll cats. You know what? Every time I've picked the cats this year, they've won. Come on, Tim. I'm going it's, cats it's almost like the cats 24 are Bulldogs. 20. Okay, real quick. I don't even want elaboration on this. I'm going to go to you guys one at a time, okay? If Kentucky wins this football game, what are they ranked next week? Tim, go. Four. Crob. Five. Wes. Three. I'm going two. Woo! Kentucky football, man. I it's, mean, we're back. A road win against the number one team in the country is pretty. Is, is, it's, about a, is, it's as good as you can fucking get. And let's be real. They are number one in the country by a landslide right now. Now that Bama's dropped, the gap between Georgia and Iowa is about the length of the Mississippi River. Let's put it this way. What was Ohio State and Oregon ranked when Oregon went into Columbus no, and beat Ohio State? Nah, I don't care. What, it was like, what, 14-3? And Oregon went to number three team in the country. Yeah. So I think it's close to the same. Yeah, UK is 11, so 11 to 1. And you already said, to too, you think they should be a top 10 team anyway. I so. do. And I think if they win this game, they go to round three. Right around three. I'd be happy with three. I think three is more realistic, but the bias in me wants to see them go That's all the way fine. to number two. You can two. be biased. Why I'm not biased one? towards Ohio State. Why not one? You're right. Why not? Why not go all the way to number uh, one? It's a super silly team called Iowa. Ah, you already go said Hawks. it. You already said it. Their offense stinks. Hey, <laughs> let's go to Clifton, the 5-0 UC Bearcats, in a game that a lot of people wanted to be college game day. They're at home against UCF. I have a feeling UCF's going to want to be playing spoiler in this one. We know that UCF hangs their banner or whatever in their stadium saying that they were the national champions the year they went undefeated. I can't imagine that they want to do anything more than ruin UC's undefeated season and go as AAC champs. Why, why was it supposed to be the game of the week? College game of the week. I'm, I'm asking uh, truly. So, so game day sent some people to Clifton to start okay. scouting out areas where to put college football game day. Because let's be real, that UCF and UC are the two like, I mean, showcase teams. The best teams in the AAC, yes. Uh, I agree. Cincinnati will get game day when yeah. they play SMU at the end of the year. Yeah, I think they wanted to get a game in Clifton. Okay. And a lot of people thought that this is, this was going to be the one to do it. Well, I'm but just looking because I was like 3-2 and two versus 5 and UCF's it, unranked. I was it like, comes down to, really it comes down to two things. UCF played East Carolina really close last week for absolutely no reason, and UCF has had a disappointing season. And also, I'm not so sure that college football game day was predicting that UK was going to beat LSU. That's fair. Because you have to go to Athens after that. It's 11 oh, you versus can't one. not. Uh, a lot of people are saying, like, obviously the AAC has a big deal with ESPN. It mm-hmm. looks good if ESPN actually supports the AAC. 
with a game with game day and they've also already been to athens yeah so a lot of people fair. thought that they would go there just because i mean uh, there's I mean, also oklahoma state texas though so did you see the uh billboard material old uh, mackenzie milton gave cincinnati this week i did not uh he said he would take 2017 ucf memphis and what was the other team tim was it usf tim can we lock in my bad uh, <laughs> mackenzie milton sat at two Three AAC teams from 2017, including the undefeated UCF team and the Memphis team that they beat twice that season, were better than 2021 Cincinnati. I believe the third one might have been like Houston or something. It was Houston or USF. Yeah, it was either Houston or USF, like I like I said earlier. But uh, that's some billboard material. Bulletin um, board. Not same thing. No, it's bulletin not. board material that he gave the UC football team this week. I don't know why Mackenzie Milton's trying to say, stay relevant. Uh, because what is he... What else you got to do down there in Florida State? They stink. So uh, he's they definitely trying to keep be- himself they busy. They definitely have some beautiful women on campus there. Have to. Uh, it's Florida. Florida State gives Flo- me trashy women vibes. Whoa! I mean, I mean, come on, Crob. It could be wrong. I'm just that's the vibes I get. I mean, I, w- I would take love a lap. A, I would take love a, a seminal chop from. Oh. You know, I'm 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 actually not allowed to do that anymore. My high school's mascot got changed to the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Or actually, we didn't even give score predictions. Real quick, I'm gonna go. UC Bearcats are gonna dominate in this one. I'm gonna go 37-21 Bearcats. I'm gonna do what I did last week. UC by 30. Fuck you, Crop. <laughs> uh, UC 42, UCF 14. Uh, UC 49, UCF 10. <clears throat> All right, we got the Bearcats in a sweep there. Hopefully, that doesn't bite us in the ass. You just mentioned it, Wes. Oklahoma State on the road at Texas by John. By B. By John. John. B. John. B. John. B. John. B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson is an animal, might be the best running back in the country. He's been balling out. This Oklahoma State team, they're 5-0. and They kind of remind me of Oklahoma. They play a lot of people close. Haven't really had a statement win. I guess their win against Kansas State looks pretty good. But this is going to be their true first test on the road at Texas. Texas, let's be real, should have won that game against Oklahoma. They blew it. How does Texas respond? And can Oklahoma keep this undefeated streak going? I've got Texas in this one. I like Texas by a touchdown, actually covering covering their five-point spread. I like Texas 37-30 to 30 in this one. It's going to be hard for me to pick against Texas, especially the way they look against Oklahoma. But Oklahoma, starting, Oklahoma State is ranked 12th for a reason. Like, they're a good team. That's, I mean, hard to put them out of the top 10, uh, being an undefeated Big 12 team right now. But Texas is way too good. That running game is way too good. B. John Robinson is going to have a huge game. I feel like Texas is going to be close, but I think Oklahoma State is going to pull it out. Are you going to give me a score, or are you just getting that lazy? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not hard just to think of two some fucking numbers. numbers. Okay, Oklahoma State, 41, Texas, 44. No, 40. Well, you just predicted you Oklahoma will... State to win. I, move oh, on. Yeah, you're right. Moving uh, on. 40. We'll go. Uh, Texas. Texas away. <laughs> Dang, Wes just All got right. damn. You got muted. <laughs> you got muted. <laughs> Producer Tim hit Wes with a mute there. That was that's our first career mute. That was brutal. <laughs> that's bold. That, and it wasn't even when he was talking Crop, about the Dolphins. Crop, take it away. I think you guys know what I'm gonna go with here. You roll pokes. Let's roll pokes, baby. Come on. I mean. Texas proved one thing to me last week. It's that they can't win big games. Texas is not back. Casey Thompson, B. John Robinson, oh boy, are they good players. Are they good football players? But can their defense hold up against the Pokes? I'm not sure. Give me the Pokes. Close game. I'm going to take a uh, 38-35 win. Tim. 
It's got to be the Pokes. I love Steve Sarkeesian and what he's building at Texas. I think Texas is probably two or three years away from maybe being like a real power in the Big 12. Of like, Well, let's be real. In two to three years, they're going to be in the SEC. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Big power. Maybe they could. Uh, wow. Big uh, power in the Two to three years, the they'll, they'll be in their last year. They don't, yeah. they don't join I, the SEC until yeah. 2025. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see them like in a couple years under Steve Sarkeesian going off, especially the way that offense looks. But I think they're still a little too far away. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, 45, Texas, 41. Okay, I feel a little bad that my colleague Wes got muted. Wes, give me, just so we know where you're at, who's winning this one, Oklahoma State or Texas? I already said it, Oklahoma State, go on. Okay, so I'm the only one going with Texas. We'll see. We'll see there. I don't even know which one I want to get into next. I was going to roll against Purdue. Don't need to talk about that one. Alabama, going to roll against Mississippi State. Don't need to talk about that one. Let's do this one for Brad Foley. The Tennessee Volunteers are kind of hot. They are kind of hot. They've got a tough test at home this week against Ole Miss. Ole Miss, only two-and-a-half-point favorites. It seems like they are respecting Tennessee. Who do we like in this one, guys? Anyone? Sorry, Brad. Ole Miss is going to roll. What in the... Anyone hear that? Sirens? Where is that coming from? Um, Oh, it's outside. Yeah, uh, I thought someone was playing through their mic. I, yeah. was, I was mad confused. It didn't sound loud enough to be outside. Okay, yeah, well, uh, that's a, that's an omen. Yeah. Oh, uh, upset alert. That's an omen. That, that Tennessee's is an omen. winning this game. Oh my god! You know, I'm I'm staying the course. You're staying the course. Matt Corral is going to um, como se dice, have a field day in Neyland Stadium this Saturday. Uh, Tennessee Tango, Tango Una, oh. Tango Undia Day Fieldo. Fieldo. <laughs> <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Brad Foley, but um, I just I can't go against Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. So is did I get that clear? Are Wes and Tim going for upsets in this one? They picking the Vols after that sign from heaven right there? Yeah, when when God opens up a siren, I mean, the Volunteers are technically when you think about it, Volunteers they help people, firemen, <laughs> police officers they help people. I'm just saying. That's a sign. You think Brody Foley's ever helped anyone? I do. I think he's a good guy. I Brad, would agree. Yeah. He, Brad Foley's a good guy. I'm sure he, I'm sure he helps people all the time. Yeah. He's a I'm volunteer. sure he's a great guy. Wes, we know he is. Wes, you going to go with Vols in this one, too? You taking that sign from God? God has never spoken wrong to me. Tennessee's <laughs> winning this game. I'm going to stick with Crop. I'm going to go Ole Miss, and I don't think it's going to be close either. I like Ole Miss by 17. I'm going to go 37 to 20. Oh, I just realized I didn't give a uh, score. Uh, let's go 35-21. There's gonna, I'm going to be completely honest, not too many great games this hey, week. Is there you know, one you want to touch on? Anyone? You know, there's just, since we're talking about upsets, I mean, I feel like my upset of the week pick has been either a close game, like hence Kansas State and Oklahoma, or it's been uh, an absolute heater, hence Boise State, um, BYU. Uh, my upset of the week this week is uh, Boston College over NC State. Boston College, I mean, two teams who you wouldn't think would ever be on upset alert for the other. Well, I mean, NC State's 4-1. and one, They're ranked. Boston College also 4-1. and one. You know, they lost a close game to Clemson. Um, they're, playing in Chest- they're playing in Chestnut Hill. You know, they got the home home stadium behind them. I like, I like the Eagles. One thing I want to talk about before we move on to the NFL preview, the LSU Tigers are at home against Florida right now. Um, LSU has three games coming up right now. The next three games are Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama. Per sources, we have our own sources here. We've got them. If Ed O loses all three of these games, he is gone. The LSU Tigers would be 0-6. He would be gone after this. Wes, you want to go to you? 
Uh, yeah, I'll go to something else after this too. But uh, I think Edo one and five in the SEC. Yeah, I think Edo his time's up. I think Joe saved him. I I never think he was that great of a coach. I think Joey B's season and Joey B as a great player really saved his career and made him look a lot better than he was. And I think now that Burrow's gone, it's really opening up the floodgates to show Ed's not really that kind of a coach. He's not really that complete kind of a coach. And this is I mean, this season's been obviously <laughs> a, a telltale sign of that, but you can see Burrow's still a great player and Ed without Burrow is kind of falling off. And it's kinda of like that comparison we made earlier in the year when we said Dabo and Trevor Lawrence. Like Dabo is obviously still a great coach, but Maybe without Trevor covering up some of those weaknesses, how great of a coach really is he? Well, Dabo turned that program around. He, he did. It was more he than did. Trevor, too. Sean Watson, Todd Moore. That's yeah. fair. He's never All really right. had a bad quarterback. I got one yeah. thing to say here. Coach L, if you're listening out there, man, which I know you're an avid listener of the pod, <laughs> enjoy the sorority girls of Louisiana can. State University while you can, well, my let, friend. Well, let's, let's say this, Because your Carl. days are numbered. Let's say this. It's maybe a little unethical if he does it right now, but, I mean, if he's fired, I mean... More power to him. Yeah. More power to him. Less strings attached for old Coach O. No one probably looking through Coach O's emails. He seems like an email guy to me. Oh, he seems like a writing letters kind of guy to me. <laughs> he's a, uh, he one hundred percent has the uh he's a the phone pigeon. holder on oh, he's got, his you think belt. You think loops. he's got a you think he's got a sorority girls, all of them have pagers and whenever they oh, just yeah. miss Coach O, they buzz him in. Oh hell yeah. no. He just no, goes he is, and knocks on the a, door. <laughs> he is a carrier pigeon kind of guy. That he's he old just knocks on the door. Crawfish kind of guy. He brings a bucket of crawfish. You know, the ladies down there cannot hey, say hey, no. Joey to B, I gotta get out of here. One of my girls just hit me with a pager. That picture. Have you ever seen that picture of him? You ever seen that picture of him with the sorority girl? Oh, in the studio? Hold up. Coach O might be in the studio. studio. Wes, I think you might have some breaking news. I could be wrong. Do I ever. It's going to be quick, but let's hit your breaking news. It's going to be very quick. Um, To all my favorite baseball listeners out there, the Cardinals wildcard team just fired Mike Schilt, which makes zero sense. Zero sense for why you'd fire him. He brought that team single-handedly back (laughs) into the playoffs, contention, and into the wildcard actual game. I don't know what that move was. That makes no sense. He was in a perfect spot as a Cardinals manager. They, that team was ascending. The only team ahead of them would be the Brewers right now in that NL Central, and they just fired their manager for whatever reason. I can't wait till Mike comes to San Diego. I just he's texted, be I a, just texted Tim that Tim said where do you think he's going? Probably the, probably the Mets. And I said I think the best spot for him right now has got to be the Padres. You know, Jace Tingler wants to stay in the organization. Hire him on as the hitting coach. Bring Mike Sheldon. You know, team is dangerous. I mean. You he's guys are be, speaking gibberish. He's going to be a great manager in San Diego. <laughs> I I still I with the new Mets management, I think they actually do the right thing here and they bring in Shield. I think he'd be a great manager in the Big Apple. I mean, anyone's better than Luis Rojas, so yeah. We're going to see. Better. Let's get let's get going on NFL. We're going to speed it up once again. Everything's been I like the high paceness or fast pace. I do pace, too. Fast I pace. kind of like high it. High paceness. That's English right there. That was yeah. That was beautiful as it was. High paceness. High paceness. I'm not so That's sure. That's a one word. High paceness. Como yep. se dice inglés fantástico. Muy bien. Uh, yeah. Muy bien. It's interesting. We missed our score prediction. It would have been on Wednesday's show for this Thursday night football game. Thursday night football is Bucks and Eagles. We're going to give our prediction, and it's going to be interesting because we're going to see if we're right or wrong when this releases tomorrow morning. So the Buccaneers on the road in Philadelphia – do the Eagles have any chance to win this game? Not no. a damn chance. Tom Brady and the Bucks coming off kind of a quiet past two games. Kind of a quiet past two games. They they only beat the Patriots by two. Granted, there was some bad weather. And then who did they lose to? They lost to the Rams. <coughs> they got destroyed by the Rams. Are you forgetting that they 
shellacked the Dolphins. Yeah, I wouldn't say last game was pretty ooh, quiet. Ooh, it was close, quiet because nobody gave a damn. Sorry. But like, sorry, two out of three. I mean, and I kind of just forget the Dolphins exist seventy five percent of the time. So that's probably why it slipped my mind. But regardless, the Eagles are not good. Jalen Hurts, I'm out on. I will always be out until they either one give him some weapons to throw to because he has no one right now. I'm not sold on Smith either. He's a twig. I, I think I bench and squat more than him. Dallas Goddard out in this one. One of the better tight ends. I think he's pretty underrated. He's always been in Ertz's shadow. Now it's kind of like Ertz is in his shadow, but Ertz is going to be in the guy in this one. I agree. The Buccaneers have no chance. I like the Buccaneers to win this one by 14 because that would, hypothetically, if I was 21, win me some money. So I'm going to go Buccaneers 31, Eagles 17. Wes? I think the Buccaneers are really good. I think they finally got to, I'd say, meld their offense together. Finally get to have a good game. That's what happens Dolphins. when you play the Dolphins. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the two of us Dolphins. Um, two of us doesn't play defense. I'm going to be honest. But he changed the game off. Score might have been worse if two was in the game. <laughs> Probably not. Let's let Anyways, him continue. Um, Buccaneers are really good. The Eagles have, I mean, they had a great win against uh, the old Panthers, my NFC South champs. But I think that the Buccaneers have their offense rolling finally again. That pass offense looks insane. Brady looks insane. Brady's 8-1 and one on NFL Network since 2012. I think he keeps that going. Buccaneers win. I'll go Buccaneers by uh, 17. That hypothetically would also win me money. Probably. No, no, no. Hypothetically would win you money. Right. Because uh, it's between the numbers of 13. Yeah, the 14 all, points hypothetically wouldn't oh, win shoot. you anything. This shoot. Is, this so is all is very I love your prediction because shoot. that would hypothetically win me 13 to 18. This is so all alleged. Money. Shoot. I'm going to go 31, 20 Hypothetical. Bucks. I changed it up. Right, Prop, right, over to right. you. You know, we have to keep in mind, every time Tom Brady plays the Eagles, it is a goddamn revenge game. This will be no different. The Buccaneers are going to roll all over the Eagles who have created false hope by beating the Panthers last week. Um, Tom Brady might throw for five touchdowns again. And um, I'm looking for a big night from Mike Evans. What? I mean, can we not whisper across the damn studio here? We're trying to Go do... ahead. Keep going. Um, hypothetically. Wes. <laughs> keep going. Wait, hypothetically, uh, I could see Mike Evans being the first touchdown scorer this game, <laughs> which would hypothetically win one person at this table. Um, a hypothetical Hi- amount of money be that would good. be that's hypothetically good. fantastic. That's so, very hypothetical so you, of you. My score prediction: um, Tampa Bay thirty-eight, Philadelphia twenty-one. Damn it! That hypothetically wins thirteen to eighteen again. Lots Tampa- of hypothetically today. Yeah, hypothetically. Just kidding. This is a, this is Farizzi. All right. <laughs> I think the Buccaneers are going to be the <laughs> NFC champions. I think that they're that good. All right. We just gonna let that skip over how we just said this is Farizzi. Yes. I'm going to be honest. I tuned him out for a you second. You two are glued to your phone, and I'm just listening here. Well, listen. Wes is whispering about something on Twitter, so I opened Twitter. I didn't know if it was I'm just sitting here at Tim right saying related. Farizzi. Tim, continue. Farizzi's this time. Farizzi. I believe that the Buccaneers are going to be the NFC champions this year. They are just that good. The Eagles, I like Nick Sirianni. I think that he's a good coach for this football team, but I don't think it matters. The Buccaneers are going to dominate. I'm going to go Bucks 38, Eagles 24. Fuck. Thank you, Timbo. Those are three hypothetical scores that I do not 
and enjoy. I think hypothetically, and also I think hypo- hypothetically, you're giving the Eagles too much hypothetical credit. I think hypothetically that Devontae Smith is going to be a factor in this game, and he could hypothetically score a touchdown. Hypothetically, Hypo- hypothetically, Hypo- Tim Conway may have predicted a touchdown score on hypothetical Thursday night football games for the last hypothetical three weeks. Hypothetically, I see a backdoor cover from the Eagles. Let's move on from this hypothetical. <laughs> I'm talk. glad the title of this episode is going to be hypothetically. Hypothetically, let's move on. A backdoor cover from the Eagles, hypothetically, doesn't help you at all. A backdoor cover to 10 points is what I mean. 10-point oh, well, loss. The line is 7. So. A cover for me. <laughs> I get you. For hypothetically. Me, I fight for my life, man. A hypothetical Don't cover. killing me. Do we, do we get that reference? Yes. Please? Okay, sorry. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on, okay. man. Let's just move hey, on. Hey, Wes, kind of a primetime game for your Dolphins. Oh, here. very primetime. <laughs> I kind of. I Like... Uh, <laughs> Like, the, the only game on the television, so that counts as prime very time for prime me. prime time. I mean, it's on I CBS. I don't know how many people are going to wake up and want to watch it. I but, am. But, I mean, the Jaguars, technically a home game in London. I can't wait to sleep in Against the Miami Dolphins. Looks like Tua Tunka Booty Loa is going to be nope. back. Did I get that wrong? Yeah, you're very wrong. Sorry. Um, would regardless, I said Tunka Booty Loda. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, would we rather have Tunga Booty Loa or Jacoby Brisket? Which I don't know. What do we want? They're both solid. Or Reed Sinnott. Reed said I kind of want Reed Sinnott. Listen, before we get we let Wes talk here, I can't figure this Jags team out because they played the Bengals pretty well, and then they went out. To, I mean, I guess I said it earlier. Derrick Henry against the Jags is about as inevitable as it gets. It's like Thanos with the five stones, or is there six? I don't, I don't know. That. It's like the sun rising in the morning. Yeah, I mean, honestly. But regardless, before I give my score prediction, I'm going to let Wes go in this one. Dude, Dolphins need a bounce back game, okay? Big time. If they can't do it against the Jags, they won't do it. You're right. Uh, maybe the Jets, but that's beyond me. Tua Tungavailoa. Okay, sorry. That's my fault. Um, he's going to have a good game. First game back from the rib injury. He needs to have a good game. This Dolphins offense needs to get back on track. This Dolphins team needs to get back on track. There's one way to do that, and that's with a win. And I feel the Dolphins are going to have a huge win in London against the Jags. Give me a score prediction here. This offense is going to bounce back big. I'm going to go Dolphins. I swear to God, if he goes over 30 points. I, I was, I'm just under it. I'm going to go Dolphins 28, Jags 13. Give me give me a Tua stat line prediction. Oh, I like this. Okay. Um, I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second half. So I think Gaskin's going to be more involved. Um, I'm going to go Tua 230 through the air. One touchdown, zero picks. But Gaskin's going to have 15-plus carries and over 50 yards on the ground. So for you, the first time in a long time. Dolphins so, have not ran the ball a lot. So those are the two guys putting up a majority of your offense, correct? Uh, yeah, you'd say so, yeah. So that is only 280 combined yards of offense there. That's not great. Well, I mean, you got to think other other running backs get involved too. It's not just Miles Gaskin. If you've seen so, our running back committee, then you'd understand. We'll see. I've seen it. Go ahead, Krav. It's not great. Well, you, I, yeah, you gave your score prediction, 28-13. Krav, go ahead. Not many dirty American women over there across the pond. I mean, everything I mean, has to be I with think, women. Yeah, I think Rob Ur- only thinks about women. I think women, Ur- women, women. I think Urban's <laughs> going to have his uh, his eyes on the prize this week, and I think he's going to get his first NFL win. You know? Um, I like the Jags, and uh, I like the Jags. Why are you like 28 uh, to uh, 28 to 21. I'll, the Dolphins can get to 20 points, but so I like the Jags. 28-21 <laughs> for the Jags. Tim, go ahead. I think the Dolphins' defense is going to play really well this Come week. Come on! I do. I need it, baby. Is the Dolphins' offense going to play well? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Like, there's always a chance. It's yet to be seen. Yeah, it, it is yet to be seen. But, you know what? I don't hate Tua. I think he's Thank a, you. I think he's a solid quarterback. And the issue is, is though, the issue with Tua is you just don't draft a solid quarterback number five overall. And that's fair. But 
I think that the Dolphins get it done. I'm going to go Dolphins 24, Jags 14. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. Well, uh, to contradict your point, you don't draft a good quarterback and put him behind a really bad offensive line either. Bengals did it. Yeah. And it paid the price. Well, quarterback fine. went down. He's and, legit And now. now you're back. And now good two, offensive two, line. Tua went down too. Good offensive line, good quarterback. It's fine. Wes, I hate to do it to you. Of course you're going to pick the Jags. I'm joking. I'm going with the Dolphins in this one. Let me say it, though. I'm worried. I'm not. James Robinson's going to go for 100-plus yards in this game. I don't know if he will because my issue – He's going to. We said said last game, though, about the Dolphins' run defense. Because because I said Raekwon Davis is back, it was his first game back, he didn't play all the snaps. Didn't do a thing. He didn't play all the snaps. Do you think he's on? You think he's on the field every single play? This this week, yes. I bet not. Listen, James Robinson's still going to go for 100 yards and a touchdown. He's going to do his thing. The biggest issue is Xavion Howard's finally going to get some interceptions this one. I see two from Xavion in this one. Lawrence is known to force the football. I like it low scoring. What Tim just said. I see a missed PAT by Lambo, but a made field goal for Lambo. I'm going Dolphins 17 and nine. Uh, Lambo might not even be the kicker this week. <laughs> he wasn't the kicker last week. Regardless, whoever's kicking for the Jags, they're missing a PAT but making a field goal. 17-9 is my prediction. Let's get going into some of these 1 o'clock games fairly quickly. A divisional game, Colts versus Texans, two 1-4 teams. I think there is a huge difference between the Colts 1-4 and and the Texans 1-4. Even though we said Davis Mills played pretty well last week, I'm under the impression that the Colts are going to absolutely dominate this one. They need a win that is dominant. I like the Colts big in this one. I'm going to go along the lines of Colts 27, Texans 13. Wes? Colts have beat the Texans five out of the last six games. That's including the playoffs. I think the Colts, like you said, they need to have a big game. They played well against the Ravens for three quarters and a half before Lamar took over. This should be an easier game on them. The Texans are not great. If Davis Mills plays up to like how he played against Patriots, it could be a little bit of a test. But I think Carson Wentz is going to have a big bounce back game. He needs to look good finally in this offense. I'd go Colts. 24 Texans 10. And let's be real, the only two teams competing for that divisional Texan or uh, Titans and Colts. Yeah. Has to be. Only two teams competing for it. So if the Colts want to keep up with the Titans, they need to win this week. Crab. Right. The Texans aren't good. The Colts are even though they're 1 and 4. I think they're still a better team than their record indicates. I like the Colts to basically not roll but to be in control of the game. I'm going to take the Colts 28-17. Tim I like a big game from the Colts. I like a bad game by Davis Mills. You're either hot or you're due, and he's hot, so he's due for a bad game. He is due. And let's be real, he's hot because he played one game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one again, game. He's, yeah. Which, that's what it took for that's him. That's what it took for him. I'm going to go dominant defensive performance by Matt Eberflus. And the Colts, I'm going to go Colts 24, Texans 3. Cool. Oh. Go Colts defense. Another game that's not going to be close at all. The Rams on the road at the New York Giants. Doesn't look like Saquon's going to play. I don't know how the hell Dan Dimes is going to get cleared to step on a football field because we watched it. He looked brain dead. I don't want to say I don't want to say that because that's rude. But I'm going to. He looked. He He looked stumbling and rumbling. He was rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Show some respect. He looked like a. He looked like a couple people I know stumbling out of the bar. Of course, twenty-one plus. Right. At closing time. That's what it looked like. Honestly. Krob, as a concussion survivor, I'm allowed to make fun of concussion people. Okay? As, am, Fair. as am I. As am I. I'm not. So, so how Dan Dimes is going to get cleared from a concussion in one week, I don't know. I don't really think it matters whether Dan Dimes or Mike Glennon plays in this one. The Rams are going to destroy. How this spreads only 9.5 is beyond me because no Dan Dimes, no Saquon is going to be an issue because it's not like this Giants team was good to begin with. 
I like the Rams by 24 in this one. I like the Rams 34 to 10. I agree. The Rams are going to play unbelievable in this game. The Rams put up 400 total yards in three straight games, tied for the longest active streak. That offense is rolling. I don't think the Giants can stop it at all. I think that Rams defense is really good, and especially against Giants backup players. Mike Glennon's not going to have a fun day watching Aaron Donald all in his face. Jalen Ramsey everywhere on the field. That Rams defense is going to dominate. Rams are going to win big. Can you give me a score? How hard is that? <laughs> it's okay. two numbers. Okay, sorry. Rams, 34, Giants, 13. It's pretty close to mine. I agree. Hey, Crop, before we get going to yours, I'm just going to ask you a question. You give me an answer. Can we do that? Hit me. Bigger neck, Davis Mills, Mike Lennon. Uh, Mike Lennon. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so if we call Davis Mills big neck Mills, what the hell do we call Mike Lennon? Biggest neck Mike. <laughs> we can roll with it. What is biggest neck Mike going to do this well, week? Well, technically, I'll refer to him by my nickname for him, Glenny Balls. Uh, Glenny Balls is going to have a rough day. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Rams 38, Giants 13. There's literally nothing to be said about this game. Tim? Yeah, I feel bad for the Giants. I don't know if Joe Judge makes it out of the next two or three weeks. Uh, Jones getting hurt might actually save his job a couple weeks, but I'm going to go Rams, Rams 38, Giants 10. And let's be real. I am all for a guy trying to fight through an injury, but there's two things I take away from this one. One, you do not try and rush back from a head injury. Correct. 100% you do not. Yeah. And two, why the hell is he trying to rush back for a 1-4 in four team who's playing against Aaron Donald in the Rams? Got heart, man. He's got heart. Because this may be his last year as a starting quarterback. Whoa. I, that's just not it. I don't. You can't dox a quarterback for not for sitting out for a concussion. I agree, and I think Dan Dimes is, gets the short end of the stick constantly, but I can understand his sort of thought process. We'll see what happens with Danny Dimes on is Sunday. That, was, is that a statement from Krob? You think this is Dan Dimes last year as a starting quarterback? I don't think it should be, but I think it's a real possibility. Wow. It is. I don't see. I actually don't see the Giants moving on after this year just because I think this quarterback class coming in is that bad. I really think he, bad. I think Horrific. He, I think he gets another chance. <clears throat> Let's move on to Justin Fields and the Bears at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Gosh, it's such a good rivalry. I kind of forgot the Bears were three and two. Honestly, I did. I kind of forgot the Bears. Oh, one of those wins against the Bengals. I know. I, I remembered that one, but the fact that they're three and two, honestly, pretty impressive. Only one game back of the Packers. So if they win this one, they're right up there with the Green. With They'll the, be. Uh, they the would lead. actually be in the lead yeah. because they'd both yeah. be four and two, and yeah. they'd, they'd have, have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this is a game for first place in the division for the Bears. Unfortunately. There is no way in hell I see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams losing this game. I see nope. another huge day from that duo, which is, let's just be real, the best duo in football. They have chemistry like no other. If it's both their last years in Green Bay, it's going to be sad, but it's going to be exciting to see where they go next. I like the Packers by 10 in this one. I think that's very fair. I'm going to take the Packers 23-13. to 13. Wes? I mean, the Packers are – people are putting them as a top three team in the league right now, honestly, and I have to agree. The Packers look really good. I think the Bengals – the Bengals game was a bigger sign than a lot of people are taking that the Packers are a complete team because the Bengals are very good. I think the Bengals are legit this year, but I think the Packers are that much better. Packers are really good, and they don't lose against the Bears under Rodgers. A stat that I have is Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Bart Starr combined are 57-23 and 23 against the Bears. All other uh, starting quarterbacks for the Packers against the Bears are 43-71-6 against the Bears. So... When they play against the Bears with Rodgers, Favre, or Starr, they don't lose, and that just continues this week. Are you going to make me ask? What? For a damn score prediction. I mean, how hard is it? That's pretty hard, honestly. It's episode, no, it's el it's episode 11. It's, 
I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like giving score predictions. I don't like being wrong, and I'm always wrong when I say these. Okay, Krob, go ahead. We've got someone who doesn't want to participate. In um, the I've watched too much. Aaron I can't Rock. coach effort. I can't. Bears by 17. Okay. She's kidding. That, that's halfway I'm there. I'm kidding. I mean, he also picked the pack. I'm kidding, guys. I've seen too much Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb kill the spirits, hopes, and dreams of Bears fans. That's not going to change. Uh, I think the Packers are going to score more points than you thought with the 28. I see. I it. said 23. So. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> more than that. Um, Packers 31, Bears 17. I think the Packers defense is pretty good, but uh, Justin Fields is slowly getting more acclimated game by game, and I think that um, Jair Alexander still won't be back this week. I think they can a little bit at least take advantage of that. But, uh, yeah, I don't really see this game being much of a competition for Aaron and the Packers. Tim? Uh, I think that Justin Fields is actually going to have a pretty solid game. I think he's going to have probably his best game as a pro. Uh, Not going up against one of the best DBs in football always helps. I think Allen Robinson's finally going to have a game where it's like, oh, yeah, he plays football. Uh, he I'm gonna, needs one of those. Yeah, I love the guy. He's a top ten receiver in the NFL, and he's had an awful season. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really. Or his fault. hopefully they just trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Get, but I still think the Packers are the Packers. They are who we thought they are. I'm gonna go Packers. Thirty-one Bears, twenty-one. I think the Bears can still get three touchdowns. Not out of the realm of possibility. That defense has been nothing great. Hmm. That's no, very fair. Before not. we get rolling into some other games, quick, we gotta touch on this Bengals Lions game because Wes just called them legit, and I loved that. I think this is a bit of a trap game on the road in Detroit. We've talked about it all year long. The Detroit Lions play super hard. We love Dan Campbell, blood, sweat, and tears. They've lost two games off game-winning field goals. They've come super close in other ones, too. I'm worried about this one, but I've got faith in Joe Burrow. That vocal rest that he's been on is going to pay off. T. Higgins said he can't tell a difference with his voice, so that's good. (laughs) I don't see anyone in that Lions secondary who can stop Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon's going to be back fully healthy. I think this is finally going to be the game where the <coughs> Bengals' offense eclipses 30 points. I like the Bengals 31, and I like the Lions 20. The Bengals, I, like I said, the Bengals are legit. I truly think that this year. The Bengals, like you said, this is a trap game for sure. I don't know. I mean, just with the whole coming off that close loss to the Packers and like regaining that juice, going to Detroit, where Detroit's not, it's not an easy place to play. Um, I don't know. Just locked in fans always. I think the Bengals win this game. I think it's a 10-point game for sure. But I think it's a harder game than Bengals fans want it to be. And I don't think it's like a bull. Like, I don't think it's like a – it's not obviously not a blow. That's fair. But I don't think it's like a controlled for the whole game type of game for the Bengals. I think it's like a – Back It's and close. Forth. It's close, and they pull away late okay. type of game. Okay, I'll take that. So Bengals win by 10. Yeah. Rob? I like the Bengals in this game, but the one thing I would be worried about is the Bengals, especially in the past three weeks, starting with that Steelers game – have struggled with opposing running backs and specifically struggled with opposing running backs in the passing game. Najee Harris had about um, 14 million catches against the Bengals. I think that one was more game script. I know, though. but then they, they struggle the with James Robinson on Thursday night football. And then last week, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones were both able to get the ball out of the backfield, uh, receiving the ball. Well, the lions have a good one, two punch in their backfield and Swift and Jamal Williams. I do think the Bengals will, sort of control the game from the jump, but I do think that's the one uh, the one thing that would scare me as a Bengals fan. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals 31-23. I'll take that. Tim? The Bengals are going to win this football game. I do think that it's going to be close. I mean, it's a three-point line for a reason. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying the Lions – are a good football team, even if they haven't won many games. They have a tough schedule. 
And honestly, they're a well-coached team. They're probably a quarterback away and maybe a great receiver from being really good. I'm going to go Bengals 24, Lions 17. I'll take it. Let's get going a little bit quicker on some of these. Chiefs on the road at the Washington football team. The one thing we know we can expect in this one is points. The football team's defense has been bad, and the only defense that's been worse than the football team's defense is the Chiefs. Taylor Heineke, uh, he's going to have to play as well as Patrick Mahomes to keep up. Mahomes has not been playing well, so Heineke's got a chance, but I think Mahomes is going to get right. I actually see a big game from Travis Kelsey because Kelsey has been relatively quiet. He has been quiet, relatively quiet for Kelsey standards. I see Kelsey having a big game, multiple touchdown catches for him. I like the Chiefs in this one, 43-31. to 31. Chiefs are really good. I think we've kind of put a bad light on them lately. They're not the team that we've been watching lately, That's not, not, not even a little bit. That offense is way too good to be put in a nutshell like they were last week against the Bills. And that Chiefs offense is going to explode. It's just a waiting, a ticking time bomb. Like, we're waiting for it to go off. And I think this is the week that it goes off. That Washington football team front seven is good, but I don't think the Chiefs running game is really a focal point of their offense to begin with. So, without Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think the Chiefs are going to be forced to pass the ball a lot more than they, they are used to, which is only going to help that offense get better. I think the Chiefs by 20-plus. Like, it's going to be a blowout. Crab. I'm taking the opposite way on that. Uh, the Chiefs rarely run the ball as is. They're probably going to run it maybe four times all game. Um, so Mahomes is going to throw for a million yards. Uh, it's Sean Taylor Day in uh, FedEx Field there. The Washington football team has the ability to run all over the Chiefs defense, pass all over the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs are going to win the game because they're the better team, but the football team is going to put up a fight. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs 41-35. to 35. Tim? I mean, if you like watching offense, this is the game for you. I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be very high scoring. I like Chiefs 38, football team 31. I think Chiefs won by touchdown. I mean, they're probably a touchdown better than them So from what we've seen this year. Okay, let's continue to go quick. Got to speed it up here. Panthers at home against the Vikings. Dalvin Cook should be playing again. Christian McCaffrey should be playing again. Two running backs coming off injuries. I like the Panthers in this one, even though the Vikings are the favorite. The Panthers are going to win just because Christian McCaffrey is the better back. It's going to be a close game. I like the Panthers 24-20. Wes? Carolina's allowed 184 passing yards per game. That's the fewest in the NFL. I think they keep that going. I don't know if Kirk Cousins can have a big game against this great Panthers defense. I think the Panthers are going to have a huge game. Dalvin Cook hopefully back. Hopefully he plays well. I like the Vikings offense, but not against the Panthers defense. I'll go Panthers by five. Um, I like the Panthers if McCaffrey comes back, but he was absent from the portion of practice today that was open to media, so it's looking like it's potential no Christian McCaffrey this week for the Panthers. If that's the case, I like the Vikings by a field goal. If Christian McCaffrey plays, I like the Panthers by a field goal. Tim? I got a hot take on this game. I think that the Panthers have the best full, have the best receiver in this game, DJ Moore. I think he's better than Thielen and Justin Jefferson. But I think it's going to come down to quarterback play much rather than running back play, and I just think Kirk Cousins, he's been – Playing very well this year. I think that's when it's going to get done. I'm going to go Vikes 24, Panthers 20. Very fair. And what's possibly the game of the week, we're going to try and not talk about it too much, but it's with Chargers on the road at the Ravens. <coughs> Two 4-1 and one teams. Lamar coming off the game of his life. Justin Herbert coming off the game of his life. Austin Eckler's looked fine. Not fine. He's looked very good. <laughs> Mike Williams has looked unbelievable. Keenan Allen kind of taking a back seat in that offense. 
But on the other hand, we've got Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown also coming off career games. Two teams that are hot. The Ravens have won four in a row. The Chiefs or the Chargers, they win in prime time. They win big games this year. These both both these teams look legit. I like the Ravens just because I'm all in on this AFC North being the best division in football. I like the Ravens, thirty-three to thirty. Wes, the Ravens always find weird ways to win games. I think the Chargers are a much better team in this game, but I think the Ravens always find a way at least keep it close. I think this game's gonna be very tight throughout. I think the Chargers win though. Ravens are three and zero in games which they have under a twenty-eight percent win probability with five or fewer minutes left in regulation this year. So they always find ways to come back in games late. I think the Chargers barely will squeak out with this one. I think it's very close. Chargers by three. Uh, Ravens are a good team. The Chargers are a better team. Um, the Ravens have struggled and had to pull themselves back into games. The Raiders game, namely the, uh, the Colts game the other night. Um, I like Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen to keep their foot on the gas against the Ravens and not let up as other teams have. So uh, I'm a, I like the Chargers, and I'm going to take them 38-35. to 35. Tim? This is going to be a game about clock control. Whoever has the ball last is probably going to win this game. I'm going to say it's probably going to be the Chargers. Chargers are as good of a team in the NFL as there any is. That's English, right? Um, <laughs> I like good the team as any. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the Chargers in this game. I think it's going to be close. I think Lamar Jackson has a really good game. This is kind of people forget when he got shut down by the, uh, the Chargers defense in his first playoff game. So it'll be interesting if they keep that same scheme. I'm going to go Chargers 31, Ravens 28. We've all got it a three-point game. I can't wait to see this one. Let's move to the 4 o'clock slate. Two fraudulent teams right now. The Raiders <coughs> on the road at mile high against the Broncos. Broncos start out 3-0. and They're 0-2 cents. They're teams that they beat. We've said it before in weeks 1-3. They were 0-9. Then we go to the Raiders. We've talked about it. Gruden out. Chemistry in that locker room. Fire. Gone. It is gone. So two teams that are rambling right now. I'm rambling right now. But I like the Broncos to win this game by six points. I like it 23-17. Wes? The last four Raiders head coaches have lost their first game on the job. The last win they had on debut was Hugh Jackson, week one, 2011, at Denver. So the Raiders are not... I'm, I'm, they're not great, I don't think. I said that from the jump. When they played the Dolphins, I said I don't think the Dolphins barely barely lost this game, but I think the Dolphins should have won. This was a close game. Raiders don't play great, and they don't look great, and I still don't think they're great. But, however, the Broncos just don't look like a complete team. And I thought that test against the Steelers was going to be the true telltale to me to show if the Broncos can compete with anybody. And the Steelers' defense dominated the Broncos. So I'm going to go Raiders by a little I'll go Raiders by three, but the Broncos have a chance to win this game. Krob? Uh, the Broncos take advantage of the Raiders flailing right now. They're at home. Raiders are all kinds of fucked up in that building. Um, I like the Broncos 24 to uh, 13. Tim? I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring debut play-calling appearance for Greg Olson. Not that Greg Olson. Uh, Different off- Greg Olson. <laughs> yeah, offensive coordinator for the Raiders. I think it'll be low scoring. I don't think either of these offenses are really going to play well. Mile high, good defense on the Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos 17, Raiders 13. Fair. Krob, let's get to your Cowboys. On the road in Gillette Stadium, Cowboys versus Patriots. I can't figure this Patriots team out, man. They like to play people close. They like to just always keep it close, whether they win or they lose. It was Tom Brady and it was Davis Mills, two quarterbacks on the complete opposite spectrum. 
They let Davis Mills have a better game against them than Tom Brady. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but I do like the Cowboys to roll in this one. The Cowboys are one of the best teams in football. Congratulations, I'll say it. I like the Cowboys to win this game by 13. I'm going to go... Well, I got to do some quick math real, real quick. Give me un momento. Cowboys 33, Patriots 20. I think the Cowboys are the better team here, but the Patriots, as you just said, they play to their competition, whether that's good or bad. They find a way to play to their competition. I think the Patriots keep this game really, really close, but I think the Cowboys win it by seven. I think it's a late score. Puts them over the edge. Crab. Uh Dallas 38-24. Diggs has another pick. Fair to say. Quick for your Cowboys there. Tim? Uh, I like it similar to Crab. I like it 35-24. I just don't see how the Cowboys don't roll in this game. I think CeeDee Lamb has a big game. Go CD. Another possible game of the week. The Browns are 3-2. and two. The record doesn't really show how good of a team that is. We've said that at home against the 5-0 and o Cardinals. This is going to be a tricky one for the Cardinals. Can their defense hold up against Chubb and Hunt? That's always the test. It will always be the test when you play against this Browns team. I actually like the Browns in this one because I think they're going to be able to control the clock. Tim's already mentioned clock. It's such a big advantage in the NFL if you can control it. I like the Browns to win this game by 10. I like the Browns 24-14. to 14. This one for me is more of like a which offense do I trust more? Do I trust Kyler in that Cardinals offense or do I trust Baker in that Browns offense? It's a matchup of, the, of uh, two number one overall picks from Oklahoma, Kyler and Baker. So that would be a fun little uh, side note for the game. But like you said, that Browns offense can control clock. And I feel like I trust Chubb and Hunt and Baker with the ball in their hands more than I trust Kyler. I'm not sure why. I want to pick the Cardinals, but I feel like the Browns pulled this one out. I'll go Browns by 10. Well, I hate doing this now after I heard what you guys say, but I think the Browns are going to win this football game. Uh, Cardinals are going through some COVID stuff right now. Uh, it's not. Chandler uh, Jones going to play in this one? I'm not sure, but they received another three positive tests this week, and they are one away from going into intensive protocols. That's a lot of stuff to deal with uh, in your building. They're traveling across country to Cleveland to play this game. The Browns are two close games away from being 5-0. and I actually like them to win this game 31 to 28. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Tim. Uh, I think the combination of chunts going to be pretty damn good. <laughs> what the fuck did you just Tim's call? got some electric um, chunt. Oh, He's that, got that some one. electric words. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you got We can't call them the hub. No, dude. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> dude, that that that's the that's what it is on Twitter. How it's is it chunt. not the hub? I mean, uh, I think they, they com- got Sexton up there, Sex- or Sexland Sexton up there. in the hub. Se- no, Sexland. Uh, Sex I think Sorry. that they combined for over 150 yards rushing. I think that they control the clock. I think Baker's going to have a absolutely great game. I think he's due. Yeah, the hotter oh, no. you do. Don't do it, Tim. Congrats Can- to the Cardinals. Keep going, though. Browns, 24. Oh, fuck. We fucked up. Can- Cardinals. 21. Oh my God! We Congrats, won. Cardinals! You're six and zero. We just Nakeem Chun <coughs> a great game. We just that was okay. We just went four <laughs> on the Browns. I'm sorry to all Browns fans. I don't hate seeing them go to three and three though. As a Bengals fan, don't hate it. I Let's don't move hate on. It wow. Tim, Steelers get a primetime game here Woo! at home against the Seattle Seahawks, led by Geno Smith. I mean, I don't know which quarterback sucks more in this one. Wow. Uh, it's a it's a re- it's a Super Bowl rematch from all those years ago. Uh, how many years was that, Tim? A long, a lot of years. Do the math. You got this. Big math guy over here. And Tim might have to watch that game later. I might. <laughs> you have to do our 17 years. I I was, that. 17 years. Oh, no. 16 because it was 2005. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Najee Harris is going to have another big game. 
this is the worst rush defense in the league for Seattle, uh, which is I think it's going to make it easier on Ben. I'm, I'm looking for James Washington, big game, starting instead of Juju. Also, Pat Fryermuth is going to be playing a lot in the slot. You're a Pat Truther. I am a Pat Truther. I love Fryermuth. Big Fryermuth guy. I'm going to go Steelers, 28, Seahawks, 13. Interesting. You don't even have it really that close. I think it is going to be closer, but I still see it being really low scoring. I only like the Steelers to score three touchdowns in this one, and I think it's two from Najee, one from Claypool. That's going to be my touchdown score in this one. I like the Steelers to win 24, and I think Lockett somehow takes the top off that defense. I'm going to go 24-17. I think the Steelers have a good chance to win this game, especially when Gito is taking snaps. Seattle's allowed 450-plus total yards in four straight games. It's the longest streak in team history. I'm scared to pick against the Seahawks just because of the threats they have. But uh, the Steelers are just going to find a way to win this game. That defense is too good. I'll go Steelers by seven. Krob. You seem to stressed over there. I'm sorry, Tim. Oh, are we going 4-0 Steelers? Big Ben has all day to prepare for this game. I like the Steelers 27 to uh, 17. Oh God. Oh God. We just. We're... I'm sorry, Tim. Oh, and I can already feel we're gonna do it. Last week that we're gonna. Pre- hey, you guys all picked against the Dolphins too. It's okay. Last game to preview. Last game to preview right here. Monday Night Football. Bills on the road in Nashville. Their boots will be on the ground. Against the Tennessee Titans. That's your old stomping grounds. Tennessee Titans somehow are three and two. They don't look three and two, and they're three and two mm-hmm. with a loss to the or yeah with Jets. a loss to the fucking Jets. So I mean overtime loss. I mean they should be four and one realistically. They haven't looked good all year. Tannehill hasn't. I don't see any scenario in which the Bills don't dominate this football game. I think this is actually a get right game for, for Stephon Diggs. He needs to have a breakout one. I like the Bills by seventeen. Stephon Diggs catches three touchdowns. It's going to be thirty-eight <coughs> to twenty-one Bills. You better up that number by one point. Buffalo's won four straight games by 18-plus, second-longest streak in Super Bowl era. So I'm going to go Bills by 21. I think the Bills dominate. Bills have a huge game. They find a way to limit Derrick Henry. He's still going to have a big game, but they're going to limit him and take him away. Crop. Uh, the Bills have outscored their opponents in the last four weeks by 150 points. I don't think that really changes this week. Uh, I like the Bills 42-24. to um, 24. Tim. Uh, I think Titans are actually going to somehow win this football game. I don't know why. Right, I just got a, I just, wow. I just got a reason. I got a feeling. Gut feeling. I like the Titans. I like Derrick Henry, Henry. Henry thinks possible. Henry thinks possible. Shout, shout out Logan Horst. Shout out Logan Horst. Uh, I'm going to go. And I think it's going to be lower scoring. I honestly do. I think it's going to be the new guys have it. I'm going to go Titans 27, Bills 20. All right. So that does it. We just touched everything. We just combined two episodes into one. It was high-paced. We're sorry. We know the episodes are getting longer. We're going to start condensing them. But listen, we've got a big week next week. At minimum, three interviews coming your way, one on Wednesday, two on Friday. As of right now, you are gonna, you guys are going to figure out what Friday's big event is on Wednesday's can't episode wait. with Ross Parrish what? in the studio. We can't thank you guys enough for listening. Like, follow, unfollow, subscribe, Give a unsubscribe, subscribe again. Give a review. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Because this is the Founding Fathers in the studio. That's that. That's a wrap. Oh, That's yeah. a wrap. Come on. Love you guys.